The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Tonight, we have a riveting three-hour interview with a fascinating guest who is joining us after a long hiatus of 13 years. Dr. Richard Souter, a Veritas veteran, has spent his life exploring a wide range of topics, from underground bases and tunnels to electronic mind control and human prehistory. A native Virginian, Richard now resides in Ecuador, where he has continued his research and experienced a number of personal challenges and transformations. Richard is the author of several groundbreaking books, including Hidden in Plain Sight, Beyond the X-Files, Underground Bases and Tunnels, and Underwater and Underground Bases. These books showcase his extensive research and insights into the mysterious world of underground and underwater facilities, as well as the hidden forces that shape our reality. In this long-awaited reunion, we will delve into Richard's life in Ecuador, his near-death experience with a shaman in the Amazon, and how his health has been impacted by living in an urban area with a high percentage of vaccinated individuals. We will also explore the concept of the false reality simulation, the global network of criminal mafias controlling our world, the potential dangers of AI and the digital dictatorship, and the use of nanotechnology in vaccines and its impact on the human operating system. Moreover, we will discuss the massive cover-up of our real history, the impending threat of World War III, the potential global financial crash, and the shocking revelation of the secret treaty that gave complete Allied control over German media, film, culture, and education for 150 years. As we reconnect with Richard after more than a decade, we look forward to an enlightening and thought-provoking discussion, covering a wide range of topics from his personal experiences in Ecuador to the potential implications of a global digital dictatorship. This will be a three-hour interview, so buckle up for the return of Dr. Richard Souter. If you want the truth, stay with us. Welcome to Veritas. If this is your first time listening, welcome home. To access tonight's full interview and all of our exclusive material, simply join the Veritas Plus family by clicking on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. And while you're there, don't forget to check out the Veritas store for a range of great products, including Focused Life Force Energy. Experience the power of FLFE with a 15-day free trial today. No credit card required. We're excited to announce the launch of our brand new Veritas Plus Insider, your source for exclusive news and insights you won't find anywhere else. If you're looking to get in touch with Mel, have a guest suggestion, or would like to provide feedback, simply click on the contact button on our website. So sit back, relax, and enjoy tonight's show. And now, here's your host, Mel Hasselrich. And directly from Quito, Ecuador, I would like to welcome Dr. Richard Souter back to Veritas. Hello, Richard, and welcome back. How are you? Well, thank you, Mel. I'm, I'm delighted to be back on your program, and uh, the answer to how I'm doing is better than I was a year ago and a whole lot better than 10 years ago. And let me add, if I may, at the outset that I am on the end of a long connection with a very battered old computer. And so if the sound quality suffers a little bit, I hope that 
the listeners will grant us their indulgence because uh, my circumstances are uh, not first world. I, I live in a in third world situation, so uh, I hope people will bear with us and enjoy the conversation. Absolutely. And Richard's been 13 years. I lost count, Richard, how many times I received messages from listeners who listened to our first interviews from 2010, I believe they were, and they were asking, what's going on with Richard? Is he alive? Is he okay? Is he coming back? And I essentially gave up because we lost contact for a long time, but recently you resurfaced. So I think it's important to let the audience know what has happened in the past 13 years. Well, Mel, uh, I've to put it real succinctly, I have almost died and or been killed three times, but I'm, I have a strong will to survive. So I'm still here. The first time uh, I almost died. Well, I should put this in context. In, in in infancy, I almost died as well, but I survived. So, you know, life and death are this way. You You may almost die any number of times, but one time it will take. <laughs> in my case, death has not taken yet, and I'm still here. In on December 29th of 2012, I was almost killed by the shaman with whom I was living in the Ecuadorian Amazon. I don't know the motive. I only know that I was almost killed. I was injured so badly that I ended up in the public hospitals here for more than four months and was finally released. I'm still suffering from those those injuries. Uh, I was badly beaten. At, at one time in the process, he came and injected me with something. I believe it was in the upper back area. I told him I did not want to be injected. He did it anyway and uh, suffered other mistreatment. A lot of it I don't remember because the pain was so excruciating and I was in and out of consciousness consciousness over a period of hours. When I came to the last time, I was face down in the dirt after dark beneath one of his huts. In the Amazon, a lot of, in the rural areas, a lot of houses and small buildings are built up on stilts and on our simple dwellings with thatch roofs. Well, they had drugged me under one of those and I was there face down in the dirt in incredible pain and really cold. Frankly, Mel, I believe I may have died and spontaneously revived. I was certainly right at the edge of death, and I knew it. I ultimately was able to get up on my hands and knees and crawl about 10 or 15 feet before collapsing. And he and uh, his son and... Uh, his wife put me in a wheelbarrow and wheeled me to my little hut where uh, they deposited me in my bed. During that time, I had the impression that he was trying to create an altar, a split personality to program somewhat in the, in the manner that the CIA does with their MK Ultra and Project Monarch 
mind control programs where they split off through intense pain and agony and terror uh, and all, uh, what would you say, a, a second personality, so to speak, that they can program for their use, a nefarious use. Yeah. I had the very real impression during this ordeal that that was what he was trying to do with me and to create um, an alter personality under his control that he could summon and use for his purposes at will and probably without my conscious knowledge or control. If he had done that, and this is what the CIA does and other agencies, all the person knows is that they can't remember. They may have a, a blank in their life of a few hours or a day or two, and they can't quite remember what happened. And that's the way it's done. Well, I survived that. Uh, he didn't succeed with that project. I made it to the hospital eventually and then was transferred to Quito, to a larger hospital in Quito. Uh, they sent me away from the Amazon, from the little little hospital where I was, because they really did not have the staff expertise or the uh, supplies and equipment to treat me. And that's how I ended up in Quito. I was discharged from the hospital with nothing, and I really still have nothing. I've I've lived um, more than a decade of dire poverty, and, and I'm still in poverty as we speak. So... That's what happened. I would mention one interesting thing. While I was under the hut in terrible agony and couldn't move, uh, trying to well, make my body move again, it was really hard for me to, to animate my body. Extremely difficult to move my arms and legs or to do anything. Um, I was seeing in the dark. It was like seeing with night vision, but with kind of a green glow instead of the, uh, I don't know what color you have with night vision, maybe more of a reddish glow, but it was a green type of glow. Explain that. I was in an extreme mental and physical and psychological state. Tell you, Mal. I'm losing you, Richard. I think we, we need to turn the uh, the video off then. You hear me? Okay. I'll see if that'll... Yes. Did you get all of that or not? Yeah, I got all of that, but then you got... You, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Better to Stop turn the off video. the... Uh, yeah, Did perfect. That that's, yep. That's perfect. That's perfect. Hopefully, because I understand... Is you it are, a better signal now? Yep. Can you hear me? Yes. Do you have okay. a better signal now? I get a better signal now. So okay. Richard is in an internet cafe right now, and when he says that his, his situation is dire... Uh, he'll explain that later. But, uh, you know, you've you given us this summary, but my curiosity kills me. Why exactly were you almost killed by this shaman? What were the motivations? I don't, I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. know. I, I presume it was because the shamanic plants were showing me so much that um, uh, he may have had reason to fear me seeing something about him or his activities. I see. Uh, the shamanic plants are wide open, and they, they I have not found any end 
to the awareness of the shamanic plants. They see through time and space. They see through um, human psychology. They see what people do. They will show you what other people are doing or what their emotional or mental state is. They may give you insight into their thoughts. The shamanic plants, of which ayahuasca is one, but there are others, Yopo, Malikawa, and still others. Is that the um, one you used, uh, ayahuasca? Iowa, ayahuasca and Malikawa. And also I have used um, tobacco, Amazonian tobacco, and um, the famous African uh, shamanic plant, whose name, for some reason, I can't summon up at the instant, which I found tremendously, uh, Ibo, Iboga. I used Iboga, and I found it enormously difficult. It did give me some insights and some visions and some telepathic downloads, but I found it to be, it, it didn't, it wasn't a near-death experience, but it was grueling. But I've, so I've used a number of them. On that occasion, I was using Malekawa. And I believe that um, I need to explain to you and the listeners that not every shaman is well-intended. Not every shaman is a an ethical person. Some shamans indeed are what they call brujos, or in English, the rough translation would be a witch doctor. And this is a real problem in Amazonian shamanism that uh, there are more and more men and women in shamanism for the money, and they are not above mistreating and abusing the people who come to them for shamanic ceremonies. Unfortunately, it took me an entire year of living with this guy to find that out about him, and it was a very hard-earned lesson. That's fine. And for so many years, I've encountered people who have told me, you need to experience. By the way, I have to continue checking. Are you still there? Yes. Great. So many people who have said, you need to take that journey, including Graham Hancock, whom I trust, and so many others. But my issue is always, I want to remain in control. And my concern is taking a trip from which I cannot return. So that's always a concern to me. Maybe in the future, when I don't have that many shackles and and, and I'm willing to take that risk. But in Ecuador, you met a mutual friend, and I was so pleasantly surprised to know that you and him interacted for quite some time. And I'm talking to a friend and also a friend of this show, Greg Caton, who passed away, and I'm going to say it, Mike Adams also from Natural News agrees, under very mysterious circumstances. We conducted an interview a few days later. Uh, we were discussing COVID-19 at the time. He was healthy, but all of a sudden, boom, he went to the hospital, fell into a coma, as many other friends of this program have gone through. They were not vaccinated. They went into a coma, and the hospital implemented their, or put into practice their, let's call it a ritual, of putting them into a coma, giving them remdesivir, uh, intubating them, and shortly after, they passed away. Is that what you found uh, Greg Caton's story was? I don't know what happened to Greg. Um, I wasn't there. He was supposed to fly to Quito to meet with me. And uh, 
we were going to spend a couple of days together uh, discussing uh, potential mutual projects. Uh, and he didn't arrive, so I contacted his wife, and she informed me that he had been taken to the hospital and was in intensive care. I don't know what happened to Greg. I don't know if his wife knows. Uh, it could have been, you know, he wasn't vaccinated. That's true. And he was very knowledgeable about the dangers of the vaccinations. But Greg, like I, was surrounded by many people who were vaccinated once or twice or maybe even three times. And there's a lot of shedding of spike proteins and perhaps other um, nasty substances with these mRNA vaccines. So uh, I wouldn't rule out that he may have been suffering from something like that. As to what they did in the hospital, all I can tell you, Mel, is avoid going to the hospital if at all possible. Uh, a lot of people die in the hospital, and I saw men die in in front of me during my months in the hospital. I I would say that um I've suffered greatly from the the shedding as well. And let me in, let in me make case, a confession, Richard. I, yes. I hate to inter interject, but since you're opening this kind of worms, I'm going to make a confession yes. here. When this whole vaccination push started. And of course, I will never take it. It would have to kill me before I do that. But after the whole first wave started happening, unfortunately, I live in a town where most people got it. And I go to social gatherings yes. all the time. And immediately after that, just I would say probably two to three days, I started noticing something different with me, especially on my skin. Almost as if yes. I got these blemishes, almost as if they were burns all over my chest, my arms. And I did not want to go to the hospital at all. I no. decided, let me withdraw myself from that group of people. And eventually it just dissipated and they went away. Yes. But recently a new push happened, a new booster went back to another group. And the same thing is happening again. So... What you're saying is very interesting. This shedding is really, really happening. What do you think the actual scientific uh, explanation of, of these symptoms, even what some of the people who have been vaccinated are going through, people who are not vaccinated are going through the same thing? Yes. Well, I'm not a, I'm not a uh, biochemist or a biologist or a, a medical prof professional or, or virologist, anything like that epidemiologist, so I don't have uh, professional certification in any of these fields. My guess, based on what I'm reading and what I have experienced, is that at the least things like um, these, there appears to be some kind of graphene compound in a lot of these injections uh, in a small, small amount. Some people are saying that there there are substances that are biochemically very similar to um, venomous snake uh, venom, but in in very small amounts. No. And also the spike proteins. So I would guess all of those three things are being transferred via skin touch and also aerosols, you know, very in very microscopic amounts. 
Now, um... Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.